Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We'll play you some of that audio and talk about that situation here in the next eight minutes or so. Also, in the last half hour, much like we discussed yesterday around the stadium uh, conversation, downtown stadium, how there were multiple groups coming forward to oppose uh, question one on the April 2nd ballot, which of course is the extension of the uh, three eighth cent sales tax. Well, today uh, a new group uh, has been announced, formed. Uh, yes, on one Jackson County. That's the Twitter account. That's also the group and the committee to keep the Chiefs and Royals in Jackson County. Uh, announced some of their members, basically just who's part of that committee. Uh, Bob Kendrick, Kathy Nelson, among those uh, for that. So this is what happens for campaigns. I know, but just updating you. Uh, yesterday we talked about the opposition campaign. So if you're wondering, besides the Royals and Chiefs themselves, there is a uh, a separate committee uh, that is that is basically pushing the effort uh, for yes on on one. Now it's a joint statement with the Chiefs and Royals, so it's kind of their way of without combating. Them, it. Yeah, that. That is going to only wait till the commercials start here at about. I think they'll start next month. That'll be a month um, out. That'll be about a month out. A yeah, month that, out. that feels right. I'm just trying to think about the votes on the second. I mean, we're only five weeks yeah. away from the vote, really. Five mm-hmm. weeks away from Royals, op- maybe five weeks from today, from Royals opening day. I mean, we're like, these things are around the corner. We're going to find out whether or not. Jackson County voters approve the stadium for both the Chiefs and the Royals. And you made a point earlier, just real quick. That is something that is important to continue to reiterate this, the, the, the property tax for both the chiefs and the Royals, because all of those committees that have been coming out negative are like, we're against the Royals stadium plans. Or you're the like sales tax. Yeah. The sales yeah, tax. Yeah. So you're like, it's not just the Royals. The chiefs want the equal amount of money. If it were for the half amount is if it was for half of a three, eight cents sales tax, and it was just going to the chiefs to renovate, or if it was the three eights, but the Royals were spending that money to renovate Kaufman. Are you for it or not? You better be very clear. Either well, no taxpayer think- dollars or it's just about the area in which the stadium is going. And I think people are on different sides. Of yeah, that. I think there are some people. Like, so I, I don't think it's, you know, if, if for those that we've we've had a chance, obviously, whether it's through on, on this show, text line, social media interaction, or even listening to the press conference yesterday for one of the groups that's opposing it, uh, the, the vote uh, and encouraging people to vote no on April 2nd, it's not just one particular issue for everybody, right? Some of it, there are some people that said, hey, if you just renovate Coffin Stadium, they would be okay with it. 
At least that's what they have said publicly, whether they actually would act on it. I have no idea. And then there's some that are 100% just against any public dollars being used for any projects. But there are some people that are cool with the Chiefs taking the money, and there's some people that are, aren't cool with the Royals, but it is the same ballot measure. But the the attacks have been more directed towards the Royals than the because Chiefs. Because they're displacing businesses in yeah. addition to taking the money. But a lot of the argument's been about the money. You know what I'm saying? I hear like you. The Casey yeah. Tennant group has been about the money. We're not building this taxpayer-funded playground, right. but they're not... They're not including the Chiefs as a part of that conversation. Yes. People who want that exact same tax money. Yeah, no, I, I, you know. I, I the Royals have also just been out They've there more. The uh, but it, yeah. that's why I, I, I mentioned it earlier because it's just, we, we kind of know the reason why. I still find it to be interesting that even some of these, uh, the one committee or political group that filed with the Missouri Ethics Commission earlier in the week, literally in the title of their, the name of their group is not taxpayer money against stadium projects. It's nope. taxpayer money against Royal Stadium. <laughs> That's why so they'd be happy to give the Chiefs I, their money. I, They're I, fine I, there. I, I, I think it sounds like it. Kinda. I mean, I've seen it. I've only seen one. But again, they're connected. They're, you know that. That's we talked about this long, well before the Chiefs. This was winning, smart by the Royals. But before the Chiefs won a Super Bowl, uh, this most recent one. Before the Royals signed Bobby Wood Jr. Before we knew for sure the site and all that, mm-hmm. we had always talked that if they're going to link the two together, well, then the chance of it passing become way, way, way more likely. Versus if the Royals was a separate ballot measure and the Chiefs were a separate ballot measure. Sure. And that's by design, obviously. Not and an it's the accident. same. But plus, they're sharing the same. They're also sharing the same tax extension. Yeah. That, that's also why it, it, it's it's not. You know, I don't want to go. They're too not linking yeah. each other together just for political reasons. They're they're linked together because they want the same money. It's probably both. It's probably, um, yeah. yeah, but I'm saying it's not just yeah. solely for that reason. I had asked Matt Verderam a question. I'd asked you earlier this show, which was not as who the wide receiver you want, but who do you actually think signs in Kansas City? I had mentioned Gabe Davis earlier, but I want to briefly mention a guy that he had mentioned because I don't think that that's out of the question. Tyler Boyd. If you look at the pro football focus estimates for what Tyler Boyd would get, it's essentially nothing. Like he's not going to get paid that much money. Might be a two for 20, might be a two for 25, might be a 12 million, $13 million a year player for someone who has been a thousand yard receiver before. My problem is, is that if you go someone like that, if you go Tyler Boyd, you go possession guy. And that's essentially what Rasheed Rice was this previous year. Well, then you're telling everyone in the NFL draft, the player you're going for is speedy gadget wide receiver number one available at number 32. You have signaled to the rest of the league that has to be the type of receiver you draft, right? That's where I like Gabe Davis or your mention of Curtis Samuel, where they provide a different level or element than what the Chiefs currently get in Rasheed Rice. If you're starting your guesses of who you think the Chiefs will actually sign, not who you want, I would start your guesses with... Different skill set than what Rasheed Rice currently does. Well, that's why my answer of who actually could be one of the wide receivers they sign. I do think Curtis Samuel's in play. You know, he has a little bit of the Tony Hardman skill set, but he's better. He just, I mean, the numbers have shown he's he's been better. Not hard to be better than uh, Tony. I but understand, yeah. but that's you know, he's last year in in Washington with a bad quarterback and an offense that really struggled, and he was a number three option. He had about 680 yards, and I, I mentioned this to I'd you earlier. I'd be careful with that. We, I, I we've had to poke holes in that lately. But that's why I was about to finish the sentence, yeah. and I was like, I was going to say that's why I think we have to be careful with when, when anyone who wants to bring up stats, and I do it too, but just because someone had 100 yards more or 400 yards more, the, the Chiefs aren't signing pick-your-player just based off their stat sheet from last season. 
And sometimes we're guilty of that because I know you, I did it too, but you referenced like MVS, like, oh, that's only blank mark yards more than what MVS had. That's not, I, I don't believe that's how we should look at it. That's not how the Chiefs, they're not going to sign. Well, we're not going to sign that free agent. He only had like 50 yards more MVS had when we signed him from Green Bay. So we, you know, we're not going to sign him. That's not how they're viewing it. They signed MVS because they had just lost Tyreek Hill. The wide receiver market had dwindled uh, and they wanted a deep threat. And they thought MVS could be that guy. Obviously did not turn out the way uh, that they wanted overall, even though in the postseason, give him credit. He did step up. Curtis Samuel, to me, would fill what you would lose if you cut Tony and if you don't bring back McCole Harmon, and I think he's just better and would be better in this system. To, to, to your point about Tyler Boyd, Cody, I think that, that that's what the Chiefs need to address in free agency, mo- more importantly than going... Because if you're... To, to they're Matt, an athlete. To, they're so slow well, at wide receiver. To, to Matt's point, though, if you're going to go after somebody in free agency... Or if you know you you want to go after a guy like if you like Mike Evans, if you want to go after Mike Evans, you might as well try as hard as you can to get Pittman or T whatever the case may be. You you want to get a higher level guy like that. If you if you're going to Mike Evans, you might as well go all the way and try to get a big name guy. I think that in the draft, at least at in the first round, you're going to take a guy that who has that speedy, tall, athletic talent that can be a number one wide receiver. Where in free agency, you address the Curtis Samuel or the Tyler Boyd. I think that's yeah. that, that's the direction they have to go in, at least in free agency. If they get anybody, it needs to be that reliable go-to guy that they can get. That's why I said Josh Reynolds. He, he can get you the midfield 10-yard in route for a first down, and you go on from there. He can do more, but it also allows Rasheed, I think, to open up beyond being just that reliable weapon who can run the underneath routes and catch the ball and get the yak. He can do even more in the offense when you have reliable guys in the three and four spots behind him, it opens up the offense a little bit more, I think, for Gabe, for Rasheed in particular. Yeah, Gabe Davis, to me, the reason why I mentioned him and why I, like, if you just made me guess right now who they sign, he plays the game the exact same way as MVS. He just, what's he good at? Running down field really far. He doesn't have a ton of skill sets outside of that. He's never uh, blossomed as a receiver in some of the other areas of the field that those guys have before, but he possesses something that they are missing from their offense currently based on our assumption that NVS will no longer be on this team, which is a guy who can simply run down the field and catch the ball deep if needed. Yeah, the only thing that scares me about Gabe Davis, at least from just one year, in this this particular season. Yeah, Josh Allen, who's still one of the best quarterbacks in football. Yeah, he did. And I feel like he, he disappeared a lot this season, though, for Buffalo. And they had a lot of other things going on there. But I feel like they did. Remember, they shifted later in the year to a more of a running style offense. They also changed offensive coordinators mid-year. But like, I, I feel like Gabe Davis wasn't somebody that was. Uh, you, you, this is just talking from. Uh, That's again why he kind of fits the MVS role. Like I, I right, but, not, but the goal is, but the goal isn't to get the same. You know, the, the goal, <laughs> the, the goal isn't to be like, well, let's just get someone that was just as good as what we thought MVS was going to be. Sure, like, but just like you said about Curtis Samuel, they're going to make yeah. the same argument for whatever receiver they sign, which is he'll be better with us, which I think is a false false hope thing sometimes where you just assume that somebody will outperform their previous numbers at a previous location. It does occur. And certainly I think anytime you sign somebody, you're going to assume that that's the version of the player yeah. you're getting out of it. I don't think they'd go in there and be like, well, he disappears sometimes. I think they would be like, well, we're going to try to coach him up in that regard and do that. At the end of the season, he definitely did. I'm looking at his game log right now. He showed up with zero catches with three of their final five games. In one game, he had four for 130 and only two for 21. In the earlier part of the season, he was better. He was more consistent, existed the entire part of their offense, and mattered for their offense. But I, I just don't – at least one thing we can all agree on. None of us seem to think right now that if we had to guess – I think Drew said Mike Evans. 
I don't think that right now it's going to be the big-named wide receiver. I think you take your shot in the draft at the big-name wide receiver and hope that whoever you take at 32 think it up. or in the 50s or whatever, that becomes your number one or Rasheed is your number one and he's your two and that you get a good complimentary wide receiver from the free agency dollar perspective. Th- we're, we're obviously doing this exercise on February 22nd. I think a lot of it's going to depend on are they bringing Chris Jones back, both what yeah. their need is there but also the financial commitment. And so, A, if they bring him back, it means that you know in the draft you're maybe not having to address – the defensive line. Okay. So then do you feel that you can just spend a higher pick on that? Do, do they think in free agency, they can find their left tackle the future? Okay. Well then that opens up the first round pick to go get the bigger name wide receiver. So we're doing this exercise without knowing of course, sure. what their, what their path is for those. Cause I think that will dictate this. If, if they end up already locking up in their mind, uh, what, what they have at, defensive line and they don't need to spend picks on that, then maybe they're more willing to address wide receiver in the draft. But if, if they have to go and find a Chris Jones replacement, I don't know if that's what you're going to find at pick 32 in the draft. And maybe they feel like they got to go find somebody in free agency or two pieces in free agency yeah. to try to mat to mask what, what they're losing. And then all of a sudden the, the draft is, is more feasible for wide receiver. I mean, there, a lot of this will, will impact their ultimate decision, but I don't think only one wide receiver is also getting brought in. So I use right. Curtis exa- Curtis Samuel um, as as one example, but I don't think out of the entire offseason, they're only bringing in one wide receiver. To your point, Gold, about the financial aspect of it. So Darnell Mooney, let's look at him. Uh, Pro Football Focus projects one year, $9 million for his deal. Pro Football Focus, one Get, for 12 for Gabe Davis. And then if you go further down the line, Tyler Boyd, two years, eight, seven, five per year. So eight, eight for like 17 and a half. Curtis Samuel, two for nine like that. each year. I like um, all these prices. Like, these all jo- seem like bargain basement. Josh Reynolds, two years, 5.25 million per year. Um, coming off the best year you could say of his career, I guess. Uh, so there's, everything seems affordable and if it is a Gabe Davis what? it's a hey it's a one-year thing or if it's Darno Mooney what? it's a so one-year deal would, how would you guys feel if I told you so we'll take a little bit of everything here so they don't get Mike Evans but I told you they signed Gabe Davis Curtis Samuel they cut Tony they didn't bring back Hardman they drafted a wide receiver in the third round so therefore they have Rashi Rice so they've had Rashi Rice Curtis Samuel Gabe Davis to go with Justin um, Watson and Justin drafted Watson guy. Drafted guy. and drafted guy it's a good room that sounds like a good room you might be able to bring McCall Harmon back for three million in addition to that if you want six. But no, that seems like I think that that's not the best play. Like it's not like the maximum level you can take the wide receiver to room in a year. But we all hear how significantly improved that is on paper, right? We all see the same thing that that is a that is an upgrade from where they were just a year ago. Every single wide receiver you just mentioned, including unknown drafted guy would have a chance to be more productive than every other wide receiver not named Rasheed Rice last year. Matter of fact, they all were, except for unknown wide receiver from college guy. All those other guys were more productive than the second receiver in the room for the Chiefs last year. That includes Curtis Samuel. That includes Gabe Davis. That includes, you know, like, I'd be tempted by that. Yeah, yeah it it's weird. Like, and I don't know if it's just, it's not, it's not even, it's not because he's coming from Buffalo. I just... Gabe Davis or whatever, like we could throw out all, out of all the names we've thrown out, like that you one just, 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 just I, I'll be honest, with you. just not a really big fan. <laughs> He's like, very hit or miss. <laughs> just like, eh, that really do a whole lot for me. I'm very concerned about that. I know you'd mentioned like, like the numbers are just fair. He's been more productive than you think without, but he never turned into what people thought he might, if that makes sense. Well, He's still been productive. He's, He's just consistent. not. Every, He's right. consistent in getting in the end zone. He, everybody's yeah, that's true. Uh, hype around him went nuts because he had four touchdowns in a playoff game. 
So everybody was thinking the next year yeah. against Kansas City, and the next year he was going to be a 1,300-yard receiver and have nine touchdowns, and obviously no, that didn't happen. He but over the last two a, years, he averages 850 and seven scores. Like, there's room for that on an NFL roster. Well, well, of course somebody's going mean, to. I just I, meant, like, on Of course somebody's signing. I, mean, I understand someone's going to sign him. I just, I'm not over the moon with a guy either. I have Mike Evans. You know, I mean, is Gabe Davis the, you know, we always know when free agency opens up, but the day before all the stuff starts leaking out, right? This, mm-hmm. The legal tampering period. Is Gabe Davis going to be one of the first three receivers signed? Well, I, I don't you, I don't think so. Maybe I'm way off. In terms of production. Yeah, he's probably like the 60th best free agent. That's what I'm he's saying. Day two yeah, he's, he's way further down the road. In terms of production. Uh, projected contracts, him and Hollywood Brown are the exact same. One year, 12 million. Would you rather have Hollywood Brown or would you rather have Gabe Davis? I'd rather have Hollywood Brown. Yeah. I also don't know if Arizona is going to actually let Hollywood Brown leave, but I don't know. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I would definitely yeah. rather have Hollywood Brown. I feel Brown. like Hollywood Brown is the... Because he, he's the vertical threat, but also a little bit more. Plus, he's the again you know, he's the 5'9", smaller guy, but he, he can do a little bit of everything. He's quick. He's fast. He's able to catch the ball on a consistent basis. And I feel the thing to me about Gabe Davis, I think, Cody, is that he is either that 4 for 130 and two touchdowns you talked about, or he's two catches for nine yards and does absolutely nothing for your offense. There's no 6 for 70, at least from when I've watched him. He's either boom or he's bust. I've got Rasheed Rice for the 6 for 70. Like, that's the point where I would take that risk. He's been he's been better than Hollywood Brown, just straight up. For the last four years, the more productive wide receiver from a yardage and touchdown perspective has been Gabe Davis. I, sometimes it's just name value. And look, Hollywood Brown didn't have great quarterback say, play the for argument, the majority of yeah, that, that. That was coming next. He's Not, been playing with Josh Allen. I understand that. But and we, Stephon Diggs on the other side, whereas Hollywood Brown for a year or so had Hopkins, but not this past not this past season. He didn't. and he But he also has injury concerns. Yeah. Not that Gabe Davis hasn't yeah. missed any time. That's good. But in addition to that, Hollywood Brown hasn't stayed healthy. I don't think it's like a slam dunk as I think. I might lean Hollywood Brown just based yeah. on he way, seems this, more like an Andy receiver. This is why these guys are not at the top of the market because they're they're flaws. I mean, this is why they're oh, not. Yeah. They're, this is this is why they're not Mike Evans. And, and, yeah, or yeah. I mean, this is why when we talk about Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson being the best <laughs> yeah. because they really there's not much yeah. to poke a hole in, right? I mean, like they're and, just and they're really game. good. Yeah. So naturally, that that. I, I why do, they're available. I do feel like if you think Rasheed Rice is a number one wide receiver, then Gold's plan and having Gabe Davis as the three behind who you draft in the first round and Curtis Samuel is and, and Curtis Samuel <laughs> as your four is like an is an A plus offseason if they if they get the right guy. If you think Rasheed is your one. Because I don't think you're getting you might get a number one wide receiver at 32, but there's so many good wide receivers in the draft. I don't know if the one I'll risk yeah. that Rasheed Rice is my one for a year. If there are enough complimentary veterans that I feel like I've got a good unit, I, I, you, would, you would have to think we can continue to talk about this throughout. I'm sure we will throughout the next couple of weeks, but yeah, more wide receiver um, talk. The, you know, the, the ability to now, I wonder with the chiefs. Okay. We, you know, after a couple of years of struggling to find uh, a wide receiver in the draft that, that could turn out to be one of those ones or twos. They have one. They, they've identified, not even in the first round, in the second round, they identified someone like Rasheed Rice, and they nailed it. Does that give them more belief and confidence that this year they can go into the draft? Because two years ago, they identified Sky Moore and blew it. Well, that's, what, that's what you just said. So <laughs> that's, that's what I was saying. Like, does that give them more confidence now that they have done that before? The fact that they've more, accomplished it. The fact that there's more options, I think, that are presumed to be high-level talent. I think that I don't remember the draft when Sky Moore was drafted. If he seemed like a reach in the first place or if he was a guy that fit in that or how good the the, the wide receiver class was. It seems like this year's class is is so good. Sky Moore, I guess in hindsight, but you, Sky probably wouldn't go because he's a smaller school guy, probably wouldn't go third or fourth round instead of where he was at. Earlier you had mentioned 
um, Adrian Peterson, some of his, he's got money trouble. And some of his stuff is up for auction as a result of that. But like some his of his like big time awards. Okay, so that was the thing that was surprising to everyone. All of a sudden, it's like his like awards from college where the NFL, like major trophies were up for sale in this estate sale. And everyone's like, ooh, didn't realize it was that bad for Adrian Peterson. He went on video yesterday and claimed that he did not give permission to that estate sale auction to do that. I want to clarify our recent rumors and media reports and a state sale company without my authorization included some of my trophies in the sale, despite clear instructions to leave personal items untouched. I did not authorize the sale of any of my trophies and I will be taking legal action. Trusting this company without supervision was my mistake. We allowed them to go into several of our storage units with clear instructions. They clearly did something unlawful. I want to emphasize that I am financially, financially stable it would never sell off my hard-earned trophies. And if I was going to sell them, I know people that I could sell them to. I wouldn't go online and sell my my, my personal items uh, randomly. So let that sink in. It's concerning that the media outlets did not um, verify this information with my publicist or me, because a lot of you guys have my number. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, I just wanted to address this and, and put in my own words because people have been texting me um, here the, the past hour. But um, it's all good. Verify what? That they were for sale? They were for sale. Yeah, so they the, were the, on a website we, for sale. Yeah, Drew, you have his number. How come you didn't verify with him, man? Drew, <laughs> you, you've got Anybody Adrian. got Adrian Peterson's number um, on their phone? You got some the, random numbers was, in your phone. You got I AP? I do not have Adrian I don't have Peterson. His. Look, the... Um, auction site we have none of us know other than him and the party involved whether or not they were told to sell what item or not I'll, I'll take him at his word all we do know there was a real auction site that had real listings that you could go in and bid on and there was some of his you know was rookie of the year trophy yeah. and and uh what Heisman I mean any any of his big time accomplishments also like just random suits like a suit worn by Adrian Peterson and shoes from Adrian Peterson. So he's saying that he said not to sell his personal items. Was that just the trophies? Was that not? That's what he means by personal. Okay. Items. Obviously must mean by that because it is an estate sale with his stuff and he does have some financial trouble. There were some rumors like a week ago that he could be facing some property seizures and stuff like that, which sucks, dude. He made a hundred In the video. He claims he's not, but you're saying well, he that said he's financially stable. Do you understand how that could be different than I'm destitute? Like, I'm paying my bills. I'm good. I don't need to sell my trophies. Yeah, I mean, he would. But then he also straight up said, if I needed to sell them, I got some people to sell them to. So he's still like not closing that door. Celebrity net worth for whatever it's worth says he's worth around a million dollars. He made a hundred million dollars in his career. I understand that that's not take home. Take home is probably thirty five or forty. So it's hard to see this, but I mean. I hope you've got it in very clear legal paperwork. Because if you're going to go after this estate sale company about what it is, you're going to have to prove that you did not mean to sell those things. Otherwise, yeah, I mean, I guess they're going well, I mean, to is your it pretty, house. Isn't it pretty simple? Is the auction site still up? Is the Are the items still available for, for bid? I mean, at this point, have they, ta- have they not taken the items down? Well, I'm not sure. I mean, if he has requested them to remove it anyway, whether or not there was an agreement, I I would argue, shouldn't they take them down? If the guy that, I mean, whether or not at one point he told you, if he wants to take it down, can he take it down? This isn't on eBay. This is on a, like a, a private auction site for a company that specializes in estate sales. I do think blaming the media is a little rich. Like I I didn't put your stuff up for sale. It was up for sale. So I reported, I didn't, we didn't report on it, but, (laughs) um, 
Like it, he just said, well, it wasn't my authorization. Like, all right, well, I mean, it's hard to know Somebody that got access when your rookie to of the year trophy's up for sale. I have to assume you authorized it, and enough to where they got access to his storage units that had, I guess, his awards in them, keeping his, his stuff down there. Also, it's just like as of uh, let's see, as of an article yesterday, it said it was still up. They can get his T-shirts. You want some Adrian Peterson T-shirts? That is a college. T- I don't know if it's a. I mean, a college one like Oklahoma. No, one, this is I, just I, like I straight up one. a gray V-neck T-shirt, man. All right, so I'm, I'm on the web, I'm on that? the I'm on the auction. <laughs> I don't know. I'm on the auction site right now for him. And a How lot much this, is that shirt? He's got Cody. a big armchair. Uh, he's got a hat signed by John Madden for Sunday Night Football. That's pretty cool. A lot actually. of clothes, by the way. A lot of clothes. How, oh, how, yeah. how much is that V-neck shirt going for, Cody? Uh, you know what? Let me uh just quickly look there for you, Drew. Let me just quickly look there. If it's for anything you. more than a hundred dollars, it's uh, it's it's ridiculous. If it's more it's than just, fifty, it's ridiculous. It's just a shirt. So it's got a bunch of these game balls. Is he saying that that doesn't? Those are items also weren't supposed to be sold. I mean, if that's there the case, then fi- why are they there still up? There must be fifty autographed game balls of his. At least, at least, yeah. Look, I assume some of these things. Like, so, like, what qualifies as a personal item? Did you give them permission to put up this Adrian Peterson jersey owned by you? Like, I mean, it's an estate sale. Most of these things seem somewhat personal. I don't see the MVP trophy up there anymore, from what I can see on this. Uh, I went to collectibles, and I didn't see it. But Okay. I mean, look, let's just be honest here. I, I think that the show should buy something from this. <laughs> it, it has perfectly. seven days left. Hold on. Not, it There's doesn't have to be that item. for $4 item. right what now. About this, what about this, uh, this uh, steak knife that looks like a sword? What do you think about this he cutlery? Would pick, he would pick the kitchen utensil. <laughs> kitchen do item. you see it? Do you see the <laughs> item I'm talking about? Let's figure out something as a show we can afford. Does this okay? I just that thing's make, fifty-seven bucks right now, so right in our range. I want to make sure I'm on the right site. Does this say like Adrian Peterson final auction, current uh-huh. auctions? Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> we could just we, we could own as a show a pair of his loafers. We can get a Gucci what size shoe for the Cody and Gold Garage sale? Handmade Italian leather, dude. Those are nice loafers. Uh, uh, oh, it turns out that he might have had nice clothes, Cody. A Gucci blazer. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's gonna fit you, Drew. I don't think prob- it's gonna pro- fit you. Uh, probably not. Hold on, wait. Let's find out. Should this show own one? It's like a, it's like the sisterhood of the traveling pants. We oh. own one Gucci blazer that the show <laughs> shares. Uh, the NFL Honors Player of the Year trophy is still up for six hundred and seventy-five bucks. If you that you know. seems way too cheap, and well, I know yeah, that there's, there's still seven days, days, and days, days left, left man. Ready. The pricing is going to change dramatically. Drew, what's uh, what's the Gucci blazer going for? If we just wanted one for the show, I don't know. I'm trying to find. Never it. owned a Gucci blazer, so that would be a nice change of pace for us. There's a lot of jewelry that is yeah. like three dollars. Well, right yeah, again, it's it's going to go. Up. Week. I think we wait. We check in about five or six days, and we pick a few items to put in the Cody and Gold Garage sale. We'll and buy we, it and, and pick in the Cody and Gold Garage like sale. It. We'll buy a couple things with the show fund, and then put them up in the garage sale. Things we bought from the Adrian Peterson. God, dude. There are a lot of items at this thing. I think I was on the wrong thing. I was on the wrong page. 969 items. There's two toys listed. What are they? They have two game balls listed as toys. That seems like a missed uh, categorization. Yeah. Right now, the Gucci Blazer is, there's four bids in. The high bid is $6. Okay. Okay. Checking back in in five days. If Uh, that Gucci Blazer is like 40 bucks, it's ours. The size is is a 56 regular. Damn, that that's a big, big jacket. That's going to have to go to a very mm-hmm. specific person for the Cody and Gold there's Garage. Another like Gucci, there's another Gucci jacket that's a size 52. High bid is currently 35 bucks. Well, boy, that must be a nice one. He's selling 969 items. I'm not going to buy that he doesn't need the money. 
I'm, I'm, I'm going to selling this. selling 969 selling items with, from his house. with plenty of game balls and things like that, and he's got signed Minnesota Twins jerseys, all kinds of. So stuff. we should check this next Thursday when there's like four hours yeah. left, yeah. And, yeah. and see what is available and how much. A couple of days out in advance, sometime next week, we will check back in and find <laughs> out if we can win the, his personal awards. Some of the, the real awards are still up too, by mm-hmm. the way. So are they just like, look, man, we don't I care don't what know, you man. said. I'm not sure how that works. Well, you couldn't get those pulled if they're your things. <sighs> oh, well. Poor Adrian Peterson. Coming up next, we'll get to what's trending, and we had a chance to catch up with Vinny Pasquintino and get his thoughts on heading into his first spring training game in quite some time uh, after playing the World Baseball Classic last year and after only playing in 61 baseball games due to injury. So we'll react to that, plus his thoughts on the quick trip patch that'll be on their jersey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Back here on Cody and Gold. Reminder, come up in 20 minutes. Wham things off to CDOT on the drive. Earlier today, though, we were joined by our guy, Vinny Pasquintino, not as our NFL insider, but just as the Royals' first baseman. And we all know that he unfortunately got hurt last season. So uh, we asked him, what's it feel like so far out at spring training? Yeah, it's been it's been awesome. I've been out here for about a week and a half now, just basically trying to get on my feet, get my you know, get my feet under me, so to speak, put the cleats on feel the spikes, feel the dirt. And yeah, it's been a good week. I'm, I'm ready for things to start slowing down now with, uh, with games starting tomorrow. Like, I know that you've faced live BP by now, but what will it be like to actually play in a game for the first time in a long time? I think you got about 60 games under your belt last year, Vinny. So, I mean, it's, it's been a while since you played a, a competitive baseball game against somebody else. Yeah. I'm, live events are great. We've been doing them for about a week, but they're not the same. Uh, there's no reports. You don't know what guys are working on, and it's a little bit similar in spring training, but once you see a different uniform on, you know, it's really go time. So for me, I'm just excited to face another team and uh, get out there into a stadium, fans there, and just feel that energy, feel that emotion, and get back out there. I don't know if you're much of a sentimental guy at all, Vinny, but like, do you think you'll, you'll be a little emotional, whether it's maybe it's going to be opening day at the Kauffman, but 
maybe it'll be Friday afternoon just because it has been, as Cody was mentioning, so long just to, to get back on the field. I know you never doubted yourself to come back from rehab, but what do you think that's going to be like? Yeah, I, I definitely do think I'll be emotional. I, I, I think it'll – I don't know how much I'll sleep tonight just out of pure excitement because, you know, I, I take pride in this being my job and, and you know, being a professional, attacking it in, you know, in every way possible. But there's also that – almost like a little kid emotion where it's just like, I love what I do and I get to finally go do it again. It's been a long time. Uh, yeah. And I'm just super excited about it. I know the heart will be racing for sure. I'll probably swing out of my shoes a few times <laughs> uh, just to, just because I'll be so like, I won't need to take pre-workout tomorrow. That's uh, that's they, you know, my heart will be gone. Is this like last year when we asked you to hit a home run in your first at bat? Should we just, because you're going to be swinging out of your shoes, should we assume you're not going out of the park again? I, who knows? You never know. I would assume I'll probably have a few more swing and misses than I'll like over the first few games just because I'll just be so excited about it. But, you know, the heart will slow uh, by the end of spring and we'll be ready to go come, what is it, March 28th this year, something like that, the 29th? I think right after, we had had you on during the season for the NFL stuff, but like right after you guys had made some big offseason signings, you had said this is the first time this team had real expectation since you've been up in the big leagues. How do you handle that individually? People are obviously counting on you to return from the injury and be a major part of this team's offensive effort. How do you handle those like personal expectations versus team expectations and where the team is at right now? Well, I think for us, uh, for me personally, for us as a team, I'm just going to follow along with some of these older guys, just follow their lead. Uh, I think some of the excitement is I don't need to go into a game and feel like, all right, I've really got to do something tonight. Um, it's no, this is, you know, we've got a, we, in my mind, we've got a really, a really good lineup. We've got a really good pitching staff and it's, it's more so about, all right, I need to just go be a professional, have my bats, do what I can to basically move the line along. And that's kind of what we're focused on is it's not about the individual performance. It's about how many runs can we score tonight? You know, it, like we're focused on winning this game today and that's really the only thing that matters it's not about staying in the major leagues it's not about proving to the front office that you belong here it's about going out there and winning winning baseball games on a nightly basis that staying in the major leagues how much pressure did that put on some of the teammates and yourself over the last couple of years where it seemed like that was the whole team Vinny not just you like every member of the team was essentially auditioning to the Royals right and we all knew it too um the fans knew it we knew it everybody knew it and there's a there's no complaints there because you're getting an opportunity so there's it's nothing you're you know mad about or whatever but everybody just knew what the reality was which is you're trying to prove that you belong here so then when it's time to go you're there and you can go um and we feel like that's we're we're right at the beginning of that right now where where you know it's time it's time for this team to start winning some ball games and we're excited to to go out there and and they'll work our ass off to do it. We're talking to Vinny Pasquantino here on 610 Sports Radio. What about Hugh? I mean, this is year number two for him and in, in, in going through what a, a spring training looks like with him in charge. Does that also now just make everything more comfortable because it's it's you're not dealing with just trying to get used to him anymore? Yeah, I think there's a there's definitely a piece to that. But for me and for a few other guys, like I was gone most of spring last year for WBC, True. so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm still learning him. And I, you know, I only played 61 games last year, so in my mind I'm still – getting used to him as a manager, getting used to what our coaching staff is, uh, just in terms of me playing. I got to know them super well last year from being there, but now seeing how they run a spring training, um, yeah, I think there's definitely a 
there's more comfort this year than last year, just naturally, because we know everybody that's here. There's not a whole lot of introductions being done other than with players, but that's been done now. So everybody's getting comfortable with each other, and we're ready to, to move forward. I, cer- I certainly don't think you treat anybody different, but uh, what was the everyone's back together, everyone knows Bobby Wood Jr. is worth $288 million going forward attitude like? What did everybody do for Bobby? Uh, well, first off, it's what is Bobby going to do for us? Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we've all known we've all known what he's worth, what he could do for this game, and the beautiful thing for him now is he's not playing for for a contract. He's playing for the Kansas City Royals. Not anybody else is playing for anything different, but you know what I mean. Sure. There was a uh, especially with with how extensions are being done for superstar players right now. It's you know it was time for him to to hopefully work something out, and he's really happy. The Royals are really happy. I'm sure that you know I'm hoping the fans are really happy about it and we're all excited um, so for us it was more so a sense of relief that they got it done because you know we've seen it for years what this guy can do and now he's able to just go out there and just prove it every day I would say other than the, the Bobby Wood Jr. contract extension the next biggest news might have been uh, the, the quick trip patch man uh, I, I, it seems like you're all in on that I love it I think <laughs> it's hilarious uh, the, I like quick trip the, I think Quick Trip's one of those gas stations that just, everybody knows, right? <laughs> uh, yep. I, I did see a little bit of outrage about like it being a red patch or whatever, but hey, if I'm, I don't know what they paid for it, <laughs> uh, but I know it was a corporate sponsorship. So if I'm paying that kind of money for a corporate sponsorship, I'm going to put my logo on wherever I want it to be. Uh, that's just what I'm going to do, just for simple advertising. And uh yeah, so good for them. And also red and blue kind of match. I know that the Cardinals or whatever, but hey, Chiefs colors are on our jerseys now. Maybe that'll help us win a few more games. Hey, there you go. Yeah, and then ultimately you said it right there. Deep down, if you guys are winning baseball games, nobody's going to give a damn what logo you got on the jersey. But I, I will say about the quick trip thing, I don't know if you saw my Twitter exchange uh-huh. yesterday. Um, if we don't get a QT Salvi Splash bucket, <laughs> I'm going to be hot. So don't let that happen quick trip or else – you know, I'm going to be hot. I'm not going to do anything about it, but I'll just complain a little bit. They got a month to figure it out, Vinny. I don't see why this is out of the question. You know what? If they won't provide it, this show will figure out a way to make it. I'll get some paper mache and chicken wire together. We'll, we'll make something that looks like it at the very least. Yeah, that's perfect. I'm in. What did you think of the new stadium uh, renderings, by the way? The Royals have picked a site. We know there's going to be a vote in a month. I know you love Kaufman. You've made that very clear. But what did you think about uh, the possibility of downtown baseball in a few years? Yeah, I, I guess just as a player, like I'm a little bit confused on like is that the spot? Is is it they're voting for the spot and then the stadium comes next? I'm a little bit confused on that aspect. I know that there's a vote coming up. Yeah, um, I'm all for it. I think that's a great spot downtown. It looks like a really awesome stadium. And just like with how baseball's moving, like teams are getting new stadiums, right? They're they're upgrading what they got. And Coffin's a little bit older. It's one of the older stadiums in the league. It's in a great spot. I know it's great for tailgating. It's cool that it shares the, the spot with, with the Chiefs, but I'm fully supportive of it. I think it's a great thing. I think that'd be a great spot. I think the fences would be shorter. Uh, oh, wait, sorry, sorry. I just said that. Um, but, yeah, I think it would just be a really exciting uh, time for Kansas City baseball because, you know, you, you pair that with the Bobby extension. You know you've got one player that's going to be there for his entire career, hopefully. And then you pair that with a new stadium, and it says World Series on the rendering, so that's a good sign. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I think it's great. I think it would be great for Kansas City. I completely understand why people have nostalgia for 
Kaufman, and I think that's great too. And I think it shows how great the, great the fans are in Kansas City for caring so much about the stadium. Um, but I do think there comes a point in time where sometimes it is time to move on um, and to to go, you know, bigger and better, so to speak. And hopefully it gets done. But again, like I like I've said, Kaufman's an unbelievable spot. I love it there. Uh, but you know, I'm fully supportive of of the new stadium. Well, excited for you guys to get after it uh, tomorrow right here on 610 Sports Radio. First spring training game of the season. And uh, last year we said first at-bat. We'll go We'll go your third at-bat at some point in spring. That's when you'll, you'll hit the home run. <laughs> yeah, I might need a little bit of time this year to get my <laughs> eyes back, you know. But we'll, we'll see what happens. You never, know what, you never know what happens when those lights turn on. There you go. Thanks, Vinny. Thanks, guys. So that was Vinny Pasquantino with us earlier today is uh, the Royal spring training game around this time tomorrow, two o'clock tomorrow, baseball yep. on the air. It'll feel good. It'll hear, it'll be good to hear the sounds of baseball on six ten coming up tomorrow at two o'clock. Baseball have the best sounds of any sport. It does. I mean, it let's does. just be honest. Yeah. The crack of the bat, but the it's, snap it's, of the leather, even today, even the cleat sound. So I mean, switch is tough to beat but. this afternoon. I don't know if it's on maybe like TV. There's uh, I think the Padres and Dodgers are playing or somebody like that. I was looking um, and say one of those where I'm not paying attention to the game. I just want to have the sound on in the background. Like when I go home today, if it's on TV, this, this Padres game, I think it is maybe I just want to have the TV on. I'll do other stuff, but just having that on. Yeah. It's, it's like you said, it's the pop of the glove or whatever. That That's uh doesn't get much better. Plus it fits with the, the unbelievable weather we're dealing with here in, in Kansas city. Might be because Vinny's a friend of the show. Normally, I would say you would have a little more unknown about what you're going to get out of them from the plate for a guy who's really only played about one full major league season. But you can hear the way they talk and the way that the team feels about him. He's like, none of us are trying to prove whether we're here or not. If you're not part of their plans, you're not on the roster. If you are part of their major league plans and they think you're good enough to be on a team that matters, you are on the roster. Vinny's not fighting for his spot. Right. The Royals saw enough out of any when healthy to be like, yeah, that guy can hit. We're good. Moving on. Let's get to the other guys on the list to figure it out. Otherwise, I'd have more like, okay, can we see what Vinny has? Or, you know, we only played 60 games last year. Like, it might be a slow start. I'm not trying to deny the fact that sometimes it takes a little bit, like he said, to get your eyes back and kind of get those things used to it. But I feel pretty good about Vinny again this year. He's just a he's just a solid major league. Hitter. Well, and there's a huge opportunity for him. It goes without saying. I mean, last year, who knows how it would have gone if he didn't get hurt? But he did get hurt, and so now heading to this season, if he's able to get through 162 uh, and he's healthy and he puts up the numbers that most people believe he yeah. can put up, then next off season he's someone everybody will be kind of talking about, can they do an extension on? Uh, it'll be a much, much different deal uh, than, than what Bobby Wood Jr. got. But is that somebody that they also will, will look to, to lock up? Um, that will be, I think, an end-of-season conversation because he has to prove that he can be healthy and, and that he can perform at the level they expect. But he could be a guy next offseason we're talking about that deserves a, a, an extension on a much smaller scale. But Had still. he played full all last year, I think yeah. that the – Four for 70 or whatever was absolutely in the cards. Mm-hmm. Um, but because, yeah, because he got hurt last year, they're going to If he gets through 162 and he hits the way that he has hit. Well, there you in go. In the limited amount of time in the big leagues, then he probably is going to get an extension to be with the Royals. And they'll feel like they got a good chunk of the middle part of their order locked up and feeling pretty good. Remember, I mean, his his name came up at one point in, in, in trade stuff. He heard about uh, it on his wedding yeah, day. The Marlins, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. So... You know, hopefully that's not the case. If all look, if if the team is showing the improvement that that hopefully no think Vinny's gone right now. On the flip side, if if after all these changes, the team is in a similar spot, 
uh, which would be a big problem, goes without saying, then that's when that conversation would be different. I think because of what they promised Bobby and this commitment to winning that they've put around Bobby and the opt-outs that come a few years from now, you're not going to see the old Wild West selling Royals you've seen in years in which they struggled before, even if they struggle. I'm not saying one guy can't go, right? Like we are just talking about down the road. But I don't think the, like, wholesale, let's ship everybody out, but Bobby Wood Jr. stuff's ever going to happen. I Not not in the next few years, not ever, but not in the next few years while this team tries to get back to, like, uh, a relevant status in baseball. By the way, I did check. It is uh, Dodgers and Padres is on TV today. Nice. 210. I think I'm going to have to put that See Dodgers right now. Oh, there you go. They're, they're, they're previewing 10. it right now. Yeah. This is when they, like, mic up the guys for spring training and all that stuff, too. It's a lot of fun. The Padres were doing something yesterday. Uh, favorite French fry, like type of French fry. Oh, and oh. The, yeah. the the consensus yeah. I think seemed to be crinkle cut fries. Actually, what? Okay. From um, no, no. A majority, from the Royals? Uh, from uh, no, 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 no. The Padres. Oh, Padres. I was about Padres. to be more concerned about the Royal season based on that. Take a look. look no wonder. <laughs> look, no wonder fry, they stunk last year. So it's any, a crinkle cut. Any fry is better fresh, duh. When it's right out of the oh, the, the of fryer. Course. But I will say, there's some that require that more. Does that make sense? Like. The crinkle fry is one that it has to be fresh because otherwise and it crisp. sucks. Yes, the second it yes. gets soggy, we're done. Like done. Rosedale barbecue. Drew, you haven't had that. They have up. crinkle cut fries. If you get them hot, they're very good. When they're when they're not, it's a problem. So the serious problem. There are some Worst fries that oven hold up. French fry, by the way. Worst yeah. at home French oh, fries. Yes. Crinkle fry. 100%. It's not close. It is the yeah. worst at-home well, French fry, hands down. Maybe we'll pick this back up tomorrow. Cody, you're out. <laughs> Have a great weekend. He'll be back with us on Monday. Vern and Pete, along with Drew, tomorrow here on Cody and Gold. Looking forward to that. Uh, and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.